Hey, 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 welcome to Hashtag with Navuguzi Chiwanuka. This is the place where we help you unravel social constructs, discuss self-development in line with mental health and everything in between that directly or indirectly affects us in the millennial world around us. My goal is to create a virtual platform for you and I to explore and engage in pertinent conversations society is silent about. What you get out of this is without a doubt a chance for you to have moments of self-assessment so that you can ably jump into your next best season. I am your host, Navuguzi Chiwanuka, a lawyer, founder, stroke team lead of Equate Foundation, an addict and lover of insightful conversations, and a professional unraveler of social constructs. If you're hearing my voice for the first time and are the kind of person who is not scared of being a better version of yourself even if it requires you to contradict who you were 24 hours ago, you made the right choice to come on here because here we keep unraveling the truest version of ourselves to reveal the best we can be in society. To the returned subscriber, salute! You are the heartbeat of this podcast and I don't take that for granted. On this episode, I am in conversation with the intelligent and beautiful Joyce Kaima. As a Muganda born and raised in Kenya, she shares her experience of belonging to two countries, yet belonging to none at the same time. The conversation is for us all, so let's get into it. Joyce Kaima. Yes. <laughs> I'm so happy to see you. I'm so happy to be here. Welcome to Hashtag Minavguze Chiwanuka. Thank you. Tell us about who you are. Tell us about who Joyce is. Okay. Yeah. So I'm Joyce Kaima. I have very many names. I don't know whether I should go through them. <laughs> Take us through them. Joyce. Are, yeah. Joyce. Zaida Nakabiri Suri Kaima. Nice. Yes. <laughs> so you hope. can call me anything. Yes, hope. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. I am a 33-year-old. Yeah, looking younger than 33 years old. <laughs> Everybody. <laughs> that's why I try to say my age all the time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm a 33-year-old like, lady. Like, put some respect, by the way. Yes, put some respect on my name. <laughs> Please. <laughs> I'm not a child. <laughs> I'm not a child. Yeah. yeah. I'm from Nairobi. I mm-hmm. say that these days. I'm from Nairobi. People say that nobody comes from Nairobi. I come from Nairobi. Yeah. I was born in Nairobi Hospital. Mm-hmm. Yes. But speaking as an African, yeah. I that I'm a Ugandan. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So my background is Ugandan. I was brought up in Kenya. Mm-hmm. Um, I was born in Nairobi. I have gone to school in Nairobi. Yes, and I work in Nairobi. Yeah. I've been trained as an economist and an, and an accountant. I work in the economic development sector. So I work for an organization that works with business people yeah. whose main aim is to create jobs. So what we do is um, training, providing mentors for business people, providing access capital, and advocacy. So many numbers, I imagine. <laughs> yes, so many numbers. <laughs> so many numbers. I've had a couple of people on here who have trouble with maths. Yes. Could it have been the same thing for you or did you, were you just a mathematician from birth? I never had a problem in math actually. It's one of my favorite subjects, one of my best subjects. Ah. Yeah. One of the things I found the easiest to do, I never I never struggled in math. I never struggled Are in you math. Serious? Yeah. What is it like being an accountant in Kenya? What is your practice like? I actually did not work in straight up accounting. Mm. So <laughs> I ended up in accounting by by mistake, I would say that. Yeah. Yes. Because at first I did economics. 
mm-hmm. in university. Ah, economics was also hard. And economics for my a high lot school of statistics. Yeah. And a lot in fact what I did was I barely did any finance or accounting. Okay, I did some finance, but I did some accounting also. Mm-hmm. And I actually found accounting very difficult. Yeah. For some reason, even just that simple debit and credit, when I was in university, for me, it was just the two classes I did, mm-hmm. I, I couldn't understand. I don't even know how I passed. <laughs> and very many people think that economics and accounting are the, are close, are the same. Yeah. I'm like, no, economics is calculus and statistics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and yeah. a lot of writing and, and graphs. Yeah. And accounting is on the other end is just like record keeping and yeah, stuff like that. So I didn't know much accounting, but when I finished university, mm-hmm. very many people expected that an economist would understand accounting. Yeah. So like, that's what we imagine, actually. Yeah. Most people think economics, and economics, accounting, same thing. I mean, so money. Yeah. Also, I love a challenge. So it's yeah, one yeah, yeah. of the, in, in all of my school life, I have never found anything difficult, apart from accounting. So I said, I'm going to You've do never this. found anything difficult? Like, I, I've never struggled with school. Academics was not something wow. difficult for me, mm. but I came and found accounting classes were just so difficult for me. Yeah. So I said, okay, fine, I'll finish my undergraduate degree and most jobs that people want. I looked for a job for a very long time and most people thought that they can hire me in accounting and I'm like, no, you can't. Yeah, yeah. And so I decided, okay, let me, find, let me go and do ACCA. And Whoa, my, I think it's hard. Yes, most people told me, you know, I say it's hard. I'm like, what do you mean? Do you think I can't do it? Uh-huh. So it was mostly about proving myself. Proving myself. Uh-huh. Yeah. So well, how did that go? Very well, actually. Wow. My, my, my intent initially was to do, like, maybe the first three papers mm-hmm. to get the foundation. So yeah. if people speak to me about accounting, I can understand. Yeah. So I do the first three papers, and I passed. And I'm like, this is not so bad. Then I go and I go and I go on and I find that I've finished ACCA. And in fact, when I was finished, when I was, I barely, I think I repeated only two papers. Yeah. Yeah. And I've told that. They I, talk I, about I, it as yeah. a very hard thing to do. There are people who say it's a very difficult subject. Yeah. And they say ACCA is so difficult. But I was like, but well, maybe because I went to No, wait a minute. Wait a minute. But for someone <laughs> who has not had trouble in school and you repeat two papers, it was hard. Yes, there it was go. hard. Finally. Because, <laughs> because um, there's a lot of pan- Like, for example, I failed the first paper I ever did. Mm-hmm. I had to retake it. And to the multiple choice paper, I yeah. had to retake it. Yeah. I sat there and I just panicked. Because, you know, in your head, everybody has told ACC is hard. Oh, what are you going yeah, to go and do yeah, there? Yeah, so yeah. I'm just there, like, oh no. So I've sat there. The main challenge of this exam is timing. Do it within the time allocated. So oh, it's yeah. not that difficult, but you're frozen. <laughs> they give you a very short time to Yeah, complete. I think it's two hours to do, I think, 50 multiple choice questions. Yeah, so I think... The, the, the two choice, hours for multiple choice, I think that's not so bad. It's not so bad, but you actually have to work out some of the stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So there I am frozen, <laughs> going to the bathroom, washing my face. So <laughs> Washing your face? Yeah. Wow. That's what I did in the, in the two papers that I, I retook. <laughs> I panicked. Was, in the second paper I took, I, there I is panicked panic. so I had much. I never heard of someone going to wash their face. Yeah. At the time I was even in the bathroom and I'm sitting there crying, like, oh God, I can't oh do this. I can't do this. What am I doing? Oh my God. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, so I've come here. I'm remembering how in university I found um, accounting is so difficult. Yeah. Why am I trying to do this? People have told me it's so difficult. Mm-hmm. Well, what if I fail? I'm going yeah. to pull out of myself. Oh dear. I've thought about all those things. Yeah. Yeah. 
panic, like even crying level of panic, and I'm like, I should have swallowed something for that. <laughs> so for okay, yeah. for some, oh, you should have going that far. <laughs> Are you serious? Wow. Now I'm looking at you when you talk about not having any challenge in academics. Yeah. How easy was it for you to figure out what you wanted to be while growing up? Very difficult. Mm -hmm. Because I was. How many things did do you can you remember off your fingertips that you wanted to be? <laughs> at least I wanted to be a nun at some point. Yeah. I left it, and then I wanted to be a doctor. That I was very sure I was going to be a doctor. Uh -huh. See my life. <laughs> <laughs> and then you ended up a lawyer. <laughs> Man, I hated lawyers. You can't imagine. And, and then you ended and up. And I am one. Lawyer. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, um, I think because I didn't struggle with, any, with everything, most yeah. people, you can say, I, I was good at this subject, so I naturally gravitated towards this particular mm -hmm. field. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for me, it was not like that. Yeah. In fact, I remember when I was, for us, like say in Kenya, we choose subjects when we're in form two. And it's either you're strong in sciences or you're strong in arts. And yeah. I can tell you if you're strong in sciences, you can do sciences and get into these fields, whatever. So I was kind of balanced in both. Yeah. Yeah. And so it was so difficult for me to choose. And my mother even told my teacher, you didn't you have know, any particular passion for a subject? Um, at that point, my passion was was to change the world, actually, to be honest. Yeah. When I looked at the things that I wanted to do, mm -hmm. the normal things that children want to do, be an air hostess. Oh, wow, <laughs> yeah, you're you know, so bushy. I didn't think of that. <laughs> at the time, I really wanted to be a bus conductor. I really wanted Why? to be a bus conductor. I just wanted they have so much control. <laughs> the way how you guys carry people, like yeah, so they don't have these ticket things that they come and then they turn and they give you a ticket. Yeah. Even until today, I'm like, let me you want to do If you love me, please bring that thing and let me turn it. <laughs> let me turn it and give you a ticket. That's what I, that's what I want in life. And imagine I've never. Why, why haven't you made friends with one of them and you know you try the experience? Those things were phased out. They, they started getting these pressing things, ah. yeah, or something. And do they even give receipts anymore? I don't know. Yeah. yeah. So I just want to turn those things. <laughs> so I need to be a conductor. But <laughs> oh generally, my, my I, I wasn't thinking about being, a being in a particular field. Yeah. What I wanted was I thought the world was just so messed up. And that was me as a child. I thought the world mm -hmm. was just so messed up. And my dream was to have my own country where things would oh, run wow. the way they're supposed to run. Like, you know how you can, you can have good roads, yeah. good systems, yeah. good, like, people everyone have access to water, electricity, good schools. Yeah. Like, I thought about all that. So I was like, in fact, I went to look at the world map, and I used to be like, where, where is not taken? <laughs> Why? I'm like, <laughs> which land is free? When I look back at it, I'm like, I think, was it like, do you want to be a colonizer? What do you a want colonizer. To be? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So I, used to, I used to think in my mind that to be so easy, go and find a piece of land, build a community, <laughs> yeah, and yeah, bring people. Yeah. And I actually also thought that we could even have our own language. So I, beca I began oh, making, wow. I began making my own language. If you ask my oh siblings, my goodness. So I will tell you that. <laughs> That I said, making my own language, which would speak in the country. Oh that my I would, goodness! Like that, that idea. How old were you then? But I think the time it really came out for me was maybe around, around eight or nine. That's that was when, when it was, yeah, it was that really was big. Early. I was so fixated on the idea that of was just early. having my own country. I felt like the world was just messed up. What, what specific thing did you, what specific thing prompted you to feel like 
the world at eight i didn't know anything <laughs> yeah I, I i read the newspapers somewhere that kabila had died yeah i must have been seven at that point but i didn't know what is messed up i didn't i didn't know anything about services that are supposed to be rendered to us like i'll just go to school go back home school go and that was it so what at the age of eight yeah what did you know. see i think also okay first of all i was in my head a lot yeah then i've never been the kind of person that fits in in different places so maybe i felt like i'll create a place where i can fit in mm-hmm. myself like i would come as joyce and I would, this would be my place and i can fit in that place yeah and i felt like people were not kind so maybe the people that would carry with me to my country would, would, would be kind. kind people are not kind and i was like why can't we just go to this place where we are all kind to one another people do what oh. they're supposed to do i would look at say the road that would go to the school when i was in primary school uh-huh. and it was a very muddy road and my mm-hmm. mind i'm like why don't you fix this at some point i'm just like people have to walk through this every day how difficult is it to fix it fix it <laughs> yeah no yeah for me wow. it was just like why why do we have why do we have to suffer wow maybe i just like comfort i don't know but i, was, I don't understand <laughs> why who doesn't want comfort yeah. everyone wants comfort but eight is quite an early age <laughs> what <laughs> I was I, I was overthinking. I, I okay. I I overthink. Yes, yeah. But yeah. From that time back, people overthink. But at <laughs> eight, <eight-ish. laughs> I mean, at eight, you're all about who doesn't want to play with me, and you're not happy. Who wants to play with me, and you're happy with that? Maybe that's what it was actually. Maybe because maybe people did not want to play with me, and I was just in my head. Oh yeah. Yeah, because remember, how, like right now, how I told you. Mm-hmm. I'm 33 and you say you look young. <laughs> Very many people thought that I was younger than I was. So even my yeah. parents did not want to play with me because at that point, age is a very big thing. Like when someone says, I'm eight, yeah. I'm seven. Mm-hmm. We don't want to play together because <laughs> right, you're younger right, than me. Right, 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 so right. very many times my peers would not actually want to play with me. Or you'd play a game and they'd put you in like a position that's not that important <laughs> mm-hmm. because you're smaller than them and they don't want to be around you yeah. or something. Oh yeah. So, yeah. So I just felt like, ah, okay. Actually, nobody actually wanted to play this, so I think I had time. Yeah, I think I had <laughs> time. I think I had that's time quite interesting. Yeah. <laughs> so apart from wanting to change the world, what other thing that what other thing did you want to be while growing up? What else did you want to be? At some point, I thought of um, becoming a doctor. Mm-hmm. Probably because my parents or both of our medical Medi- backgrounds. So yeah. like seeing my father being a doctor and growing up, especially when I was finishing high school, I was very interested in first of all skincare and second mental health. But how old? At that point, um, finishing care? high school, I might have been seventeen. Skincare. Yeah, I, I actually went to beauty school <laughs> when I when, when oh, I finished no. when I finished high school. I went. Oh. I did a, a little bit of a stint in beauty school, but I wasn't happy. I wasn't you're all happy about you're all about <laughs> unique things. Skincare. Who thinks about skincare? That I don't know. Yeah, I, I, well, maybe I other too. kids thought about it because yeah. I, mean, I was in my world doing your own thing. No, I like skincare. <laughs> what? How do you think about that? Because I feel like I feel like this thing of makeup has just come up. Yeah. Yeah, people used to do makeup, but now for it to do it as a job, I feel like this is something that is new and it's it has become normal. It's a new job that yeah. you know, someone comes up and says, I'm a makeup artist or I'm cosmetologist. I think those are a few. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But how do you even think about that as a job? 
it's just interesting. I don't know. It's just interesting. I had. You, also you used to see people that do it. I don't know how I got into oh that. Goodness. So, of course, when I bring it up to my parents, because the world that they know is medicine, like my dad would be like, okay, so you sound like you can be a dermatologist or you can do mm. this, or you can be a psychiatrist, because that's what yeah, it was. Yeah, but in yeah. my mind, I was like, maybe I should do psychology. Yeah. And it's like, why not just do psychiatry? You know? <laughs> yeah. So yeah. That's, that's actually where I ended up. And because of a few reasons, I ended up not going into medicine. Mm-hmm. My sister went to medicine first, and yeah. then she diverted her course. And I think seeing her leave influenced me, influenced my thinking at mm-hmm. that point. Because I was like, oh, if my big sister went there and she didn't like it, maybe I won't like it. Yeah. My sister ended up in health. <laughs> <laughs> she, been, she took whatever and ended up in public health. You know, she, still, yeah. she still ended up in public health. Mm-hmm. But I think her leaving medical school, yeah, really influenced how I thought about it. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh-huh. at that age, of course, you look at your big sister and she's the one you admire. So. <laughs> Oh my goodness. So I ended up, actually, when I, end, I ended up doing economics because someone said, you know, she seems to be balanced in sciences and arts, and mm-hmm. economics is a very good area for people who are like that. So, oh. Yeah. Oh. So yeah. I just ended up in university doing economics. Yeah. Yeah. And here you are pursuing the exam thing. <laughs> still interested in skincare. Still, <laughs> still interested in mental health. But then, you know, you know when, you talk about, when you talk about you wanting to build your own country well we have we have a ugandan doing something similar to that okay it's not a country but he has something that he's coming up with like a city yeah yeah so you can look for a plot here in kenya when i see such things it gives me hope in fact i'm just like yeah it can happen yeah well you 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 can check out (laughs) i think i don't know if you've seen okere city it's happening in uganda i haven't seen it but i've had he's building something yeah it's quite interesting so here you are you know, you've walked away from we've walked away from the things that you wanted to be and what you are doing right now. I met you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's on Facebook. Actually, not on Facebook. I met you through Jagero's podcast. Yeah. And I was sure this is a Kenyan. Yeah. But I was putting up some posts in Luganda. <laughs> and you were reacting to them and I was side eyeing you. And you thought I was crazy, I just react to things. Yeah, I'm like, this person is weird. I thought she was normal. She's weird. Why would she be reacting to look at that post? Because there were no translations. I was like, yeah. This person is weird. Yeah. But I was like, not to pass judgment. Let me first find out how weird she is. Mm-hmm. So that's why I came to your inbox and, you know, we had that conversation. And you confirmed to me that you're Muganda's like Oh, <laughs> you're actually Kaima, not Kaima, you know, yeah. because that's how Jagero was yeah, pronouncing they, it. Most things pronounce it Kaima, Kaima, instead of Kaima. Yeah. If I'm going to I'm like, it's Kaima. They're like, no, <laughs> that know. is Kaima. I'm like, it's my name. <laughs> Kaima. <laughs> yeah, then there's like, ah. And then, okay, that's quite interesting because I, I didn't see that coming. Mm-hmm. So what is it like? You know, you've told us you've been, you were born here, you got, okay, no, here, I, I need to remember that I'm not in Uganda. <laughs> you were born in Nairobi, Yeah. raised here, and you still have the background, okay, like, should I say, your, your, your roots yeah. back in Uganda, Uganda to yes. be specific. Yeah. What is it like? 
Um, what is it like for you? A lot I can say about that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> We're I here think, for it. Yeah. Yeah. So there's the personal aspect, the legal aspect, the, mm -hmm. yeah, like the whole immigration mm -hmm. issue. Yeah. I can say, um, first of all, growing up, see, as a child, yeah. it, didn't, it did not really occur to me that I'm, I'm actually, I'm Uganda being raised in Kenya. It didn't occur to me because I think even as a child, even yeah. different tribes, I didn't know my friends came from different tribes. You couldn't, I couldn't say that this friend of mine is this tribe and that friend of mine. I just knew that they are Kenyans. Mm -hmm. I'm a Ugandan. That's it. Oh, you were told that you were Ugandan. Yeah, I knew I was Ugandan, but I don't think tribe mattered to me yeah. as much. Yeah, yeah. The only thing I knew was that, um, say, my parents, be being Ugandan, did not speak Kiswahili in the house. They spoke Luganda in the house. Oh. So for most people, say their parents, of course, knew no Kiswahili because Kiswahili is the language spoken in Kenya. Mm -hmm. In most, in very many households, yeah. they would know Kiswahili, and I learned Kiswahili in a classroom. And I also oh, yeah. in an area where most people, most people speak in English. So mm. yeah. So it, I think the language aspect is, is what hit me first yeah. when I said realizing that um, mm. say in school. People know more Kiswahili than I do. Like, I actually learned Kiswahili in a classroom. Was there a class for that? Yeah, the, the, okay. the, yeah, the Kiswahili classes. And we, I mean, that's very helpful to learn Kiswahili mm -hmm. in the classroom. Yeah, so that's when I, I said, I, I began to realize that actually, wait, <laughs> my parents don't, they, I mean, they, they don't speak Kiswahili at home. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and start realizing that some, some nouns you you did not you did not learn their name in English. You learned yeah. their name. Again. I remember one particular thing I remember yeah. was the time I found out that mangada was <laughs> not an English word. <laughs> Wait, you thought it was an English word? To me, you know when you learn nouns, and I know this fruit is called mangada, <laughs> and so you even tell your friend, I'll tell my friend, they have carried mangada, and people like, what is mangada? Mm. And oh, you, you know, if I mean, if I was in Uganda, of course, everyone would understand. Exactly. But now you're in a country that no, nobody speaks Uganda. So, <laughs> and when I found out that Mangada is Tanzanian, I'm like, wow, yes, okay. So <laughs> oh my God. So Mangada is not English, you know. So you knew it, did you know it in Swahili? No. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh yeah, so there's some things that people would refer to in, um, Kenyan languages like um, Lumonde and Mayuni, yeah. Kenya put Senduma and Gwashe. And, uh, and I, you had I, I, in fact, right things. now I try to be I'm like, Nipa is which one and Gwashe is that? Because at home you'll call it Lumonde, you mm -hmm. know. So it, 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 that's, that difference I had coming up. And yeah, so I realized yeah, that yeah. actually, yeah, there are differences. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But growing up, it didn't really occur to me, the whole tribe issue. It started occurring to me mostly when. Maybe when you get to high school, they get to university. Now yeah. the whole personal aspect of it and the culture and everything. Mm -hmm. When people now expect you to start introducing yourself and identifying yourself, who are you? Where yeah. are you from? Oh. And so you hear me tell, uh, it's only since I tell people, I'm from Nairobi. I am a Muganda from Nairobi and I stick to that. I'm like, that is my, that's my line. Yeah. Because very many times people will tell you, um, where are you from? And you tell yeah, them, yeah, Nairobi. Yeah, and tell yeah. them, no one is from Nairobi. And so you, you have to like, just be like, okay, fine, um, from Uganda, but am I really? So they, they ask, so they ask you, so how long have you been here? Then so I was born in Nairobi. So, so you're not really Ugandan. So I'm like, okay, Ouch. so you're asking me where I'm from, yeah. but I tell you where my village is mm -hmm. and you don't want to hear about it. Mm -hmm. Because if I tell you I'm Kenyan, you'll be like, Kenyan from where? <laughs> yeah, from Nairobi. Because oh most people talk about, of course, they talk about their village, and yeah. they look at my name, and very many people try to guess. They'll be like, Kaima, Kaima, Kaima. 
are you Kamba? Are you uh, Luya? Yeah, well, you know, because yeah, of course they're always yeah, going to try and get yeah, a tribe. Yeah, so I'd be yeah. like, but I don't have a tribe in Kenya. I have a tribe in Uganda, mm-hmm. but I didn't grow up in Uganda. So where am I from? I'm a Uganda from Nairobi. Thank Who you. can't speak? Can you actually speak the Luganda properly? Um, <laughs> I mentioned to you at that, at that point when I feel like it gives me anxiety. Right. Not that I cannot speak it. Mm-hmm. I just feel like I'm put under pressure. To be right. To be right yeah. when I'm speaking it. You know, in English, it's very easy to say, what was that word? Mm-hmm, I mm-hmm, Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you know, but I, in Uganda, you know, it's it just like everyone is listening to see whether you're going to make a mistake and whatever. And it, it gives me so much, yeah, so much anxiety. I can't, I can't imagine what it's like. It's, it's, it's. I think it's, uh, it's absurd. It's it, for me to compare myself to you. There's an uncle of mine who used to joke, "You're not white, mm-hmm. and you're not even a Muganda." Yeah, that hit deep. <laughs> <laughs> that hit deep. Yeah. I was speaking the English years. My Luganda was. Terrible. Uh-huh. But for some reason, schools make it look like you're cool when you when know you don't English. Know, yeah, when you, when yeah, you when don't you even know your language. Yeah, they make it look like that's the... That's the then you come to realize later that it's, oh, it's very important. Yeah. For, me, for me, it felt like it's <laughs> fake. Yeah. Funny thing is that I take instructions easier in, in Luganda, because, probably because I... That's the, my mom speaks it all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I take instructions easier in Luganda. If you put me the person does not know me, yeah. like they are not my relative uh-huh. or anything, Put me on a border border in Uganda. I'll be very comfortable speaking with them in Uganda. Like the anxiety does not check in because I know they are not listening to me mm, or mm, my mm, mistakes mm, or whatever. Mm, mm, mm. It's the same struggle I had with Kiswahili actually. Cause yeah. There are some Kenyans who feel that I don't sound Kenyan. I'm like, how? When you've grown here, yeah. how come? I don't I don't understand. So very many times when if I tell any when you were speaking earlier. Yeah. You had the accent. Okay, it's not so much, I think. I don't know. But I was, I think I was over listening. to see if I have I think I was over listening. Yeah. I think I was over listening. But I had some Kenyan accent. Yes, I think. I mean, I think it's there. But some Kenyans say, we can hear that you're not, some like, how, how? So Is it after time, you telling them? No, no. So very many times people turn to me and ask me, do you understand Kiswahili? And now it also now gets me, that also gets me like yeah. nervous and self-conscious. I'm like, how did, how did that come out? Like, why don't you think, I know, I, because I think that I, I have same accent as you, so they're like, no, I'm still trying to figure that out. So <laughs> I think also that's, for me, that's, maybe that's a very subjective thing mm-hmm. because probably other people don't have that same the, the same issue with, with language. Like, yeah, for me, yeah. it's a, an issue with me that I need to work on to get past that anxiety and stop thinking that people, of course, are going to listen. I don't know why they don't listen to when I'm making mistakes in English. Yeah. <laughs> they don't listen to when I'm making mistakes in other languages. Yeah. So for me, that's probably work I probably need to do. Maybe I should see someone about it. I don't mm-hmm. know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what it's like. I, I don't know. I don't think it's, it's something that you can easily walk away from because it's like they always remind you that you're Ugandan. And then when you're Ugandan, you're not Ugandan. You're not Ugandan, you're not Ugandan enough. And yeah. yeah. And you're so apart from language, what, what other thing is it that you've experienced as, what do I call you now? Do I call you a dual citizen? <laughs> Which I'm not a dual citizen. Let's, we, we can talk about that because... Mm-hmm. Um, when say we are in high school, yeah, and we need to pick universities. Mm-hmm. We, as a foreigner, you can't go in 
directly to a Kenyan university and get like government sponsorship and all that. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, at that point you find that you actually can't take the forms and say, I want to go to University of Nairobi and do this course and government sponsorship, you can't do that. So the teachers tell you this? No, you now you start, you begin to realize that actually I don't have a Kenyan passport. <laughs> I have a Ugandan passport. So Oh, so you can't you could you couldn't I don't know, it doesn't make sense. I mean you're born here. Yes, but the citizenship is not automatic. You actually have to apply. And I have gone to ask about it before, and all the years that have been here, they don't count. They say you should have worked here for seven or more years, meaning you've been on a work permit for seven or more years. Yeah. And then, or maybe if you've been married, and you've been married, say, I think for three years, then now you can make an application for. Yeah. So um, even marriage doesn't give you give citizenship automatically. Yeah. So they'll treat you as if you're coming from a different country and you've not been here. That's crazy. Yeah. So yeah. So um, I remember the time when I finished high school and I was so eager to work. Yeah. And I didn't understand why my dad didn't just let me go and work because I was I would be like, let me go and become like a waitress at Java or something. Yeah. Yeah. And he'd be like, no. It's only later that I realize that actually I can't just pick myself up and work. I can't just pick up, pick myself up and have a business as I want to have. Because Even having I'm a business? Not, yeah, because it should be, unless it's, you're doing it kind of like undercover. <laughs> yeah, you can't just do it because you actually need the papers to do so as much as you've been here. So even when I'm working, I have to apply for work permit every two years. Yeah. Like a foreigner? Yes. Because now that's when you realize that actually, yes, you the are birth foreigner. certificates don't even help. They don't, they don't count. I've, my alien ID, mm -hmm. I told them very many times when they write birthplace. I've, I've told them multiple times my birthplace is Nairobi. They never write Nairobi, they always write birthplace Uganda. And I'm like, I take it back and I'm like, you made a mistake. Yeah. My birthplace is Nairobi. <laughs> They're like, no, they don't change it. I think it's like that to have a paper trail of you not being here. <laughs> You are typically yeah. disowned. Yeah, so it's, it's like the place that you're used to yeah. being, you can't really build yourself that much. So if you want to build yourself, you have to, it has to be where you're a citizen in Uganda. So yeah, it becomes, it becomes a reality when you grow older. Yeah. And you have to now begin to identify yourself. That's messed up. It's it's absurd. I feel like it's <laughs> absurd because you know what? For for I hear you, you you keep hearing stories about people on a plane headed mm. somewhere, right? And people get instant citizenship because they are headed to that, you know, that destination. Or people are born in America and they're instantly recognized as American. So it's just hitting me right now, feeling like because when you're in class. I think, did we have something like, should I have to check the internet? Was there something like citizenship by birth? I don't there know. There are some places that have it. Citizenship by birth. I think something like that used, was there in class. Mm -hmm. So when you told me about your story, instantly I was sure, oh, she's a, you, she's a, she's a Kenyan Muganda. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But then here you are, you're not recognized as... I'm not recognized, and in fact, people do not hesitate to let me know, especially when it, it comes to things like, if you, you can't trash talk the country, like, 
personally, I can't just come and start trash talking Kenya because I get told by many times, then go back to your country. <laughs> and I've had that taught me by friends. You know, people you think you're friends with, you've been here, and yeah. whatever. And they'll be like, go back to your country then. And you're like, okay. I thought we we're all here not happy with the government together. Yeah. 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 So you learn that oh, you actually do have a boundary as much as you're here. And they'll be like, but you're kind of like this of us. I mean, even if you're Ugandan, that's just across the border. You're one of us. But you say the wrong thing. You'll be told how get out, go anywhere, even your country, not even all that. Yeah. <laughs> do you have any kind of relations though with Uganda? Any like kind of save save for you know relatives, but you know, do you feel when you go to Uganda, do you feel like you're Ugandan? These days, as I've grown as I've grown older, mm -hmm. at least I feel more connected. I think I made more of an effort, yeah, to feel connected to it. When I was younger, I don't think I I felt that it was important mm -hmm. to feel connected to it, but right now when the issue of identity comes up, yeah, um, the time in my, say, early 20s or whatever, I began to spend more, more time there. In I Uganda? Think, yes. Mm -hmm. I think spend more time with my cousins there and all that. I think at that point I was trying to look for, like, what is this and try, yeah. try to connect yeah. more with it. Yeah. Yeah. So this is, I think, I can't feel like I make more of an effort to even find my way around. You know, those days you should just be like, ah. We visit, yeah. we're taking around, and mm -hmm. then, yeah. But this is at least, you try like, being an adult, <laughs> I, I try more to make an effort, yeah, to feel more connected <laughs> to the country. So there is lang there's an issue of language and uh, working. What else? Is there anything else that is affected by your dual presence? <laughs> because I can't even say dual citizenship. Mm -hmm. Apart from the work, like what? Work permit? Yeah, it's ridiculous. Have to work permit every single, every, every two Why months. though? Like, I feel like you've you've been here. And they'll give you all your birth certificates. Don't birth say certificate, anything. Yeah, it's, my birth certificates say that I was born in Kenya, but they will list me as Ugandan. So it's crazy. Yeah. So I think what really bugs my mind is now the next generation. So you'd be like, okay, so how will my, will my children feel lost? If I get children, will they feel lost? Where will they feel like they belong? Do you ever feel like you want to leave? <laughs> it's crazy. It's a crazy question, I think. I have, you, I have so that, And then go to Uganda where, like, do you even, apart from your cousins, <laughs> yeah. because I'm imagining Uganda is alien-like to you. I um, that's, that's, that's what I'm imagining. <laughs> For someone who has spent the, all of their life, in a foreign country. Yeah. Yes, you have relatives. But back in Uganda, you have relatives. But do you feel like you can survive on your own in Uganda? At this point, I say I think I would say I think I could. Uh -huh. Especially because after I went to university, of course, mm -hmm. university has people who come from Uganda to come to Kenya. Mm. And they seek out, like Ugandans, they'll seek out their own. And then yeah. they're like, oh, you're Ugandan. And they become friends with you. So you yeah, end up like yeah, friends yeah. who are Ugandan. Yeah. And stuff like that. They, they invite you to their community, and and of course you don't feel like you completely fit in their community because they went to Ugandan schools and whatever, and you did not go there. But you know they just know you be, because of the cultural aspect. Mm. So I, at, at least I can say that I would have some friends that I say even I met in Uganda, no, I met in Kenya who are Ugandan, and I would be more open to seeing what it would be like to live there. When I was younger, I would say. It was more of romanticizing it, like what yeah. it would have been like if 
my parents hadn't moved countries yeah. and had stayed there. It should have been like when I hear about the experiences and the schools they went to, maybe I would have gone to like the same kind of school or yeah. whatever. But I think I got past that whole romanticism. Like I've, I've begun to see Uganda for what it truly is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And to the point of like, you know, you're looking for a job for a long time and you're wondering how you're going, because you have to have a job to have the work permit. And I'm like, would I consider Wait, so how does that even work? If you, you have to first have a job. You first have a job and then get the work applied. Why aren't they? <laughs> yeah. So at some point, I, I consider... In short, you're a foreigner. Like, yeah, in short, yeah. Like me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> What the heck? It's just that I'm more comfortable. I'm, I'm, I'm comfortable. The only difference speaking. is that you speak Swahili, <laughs> <laughs> which I can't. Yeah. Like I'm just learning because where I got, I'm like a refugee right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Because now I'm looking. I'm you, 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 you're making me think through. Wow, wait. You're really making me think about the time when I came to Kenya mm -hmm. and I wanted to apply for school. And in that period, before Ugandans were coming to Kenya Law School, but that year, they went all out with this thing of, we're not taking any Ugandan. Wow. Meanwhile, you feel like East African community. They always give you that, like East African community. Nothing, yes, on the ground, <laughs> nothing of that kind. Yeah. Oh yes, I went to Rwanda, East Africa, right? Those guys are not going to give you the job. Oh. I did my internship with them. Oh yeah, I, I think I, I should be a little bit careful talking about that country <laughs> before they blacklist me. Uh -huh. they, I, I did my internship with them and I worked very well with them. But where I was working, they can only take randoms. Okay. Yeah. I always thought random movie. Maybe that's an agreement that I'm can I don't know. <laughs> where I was working, they uh -huh. only, because it was a government institute. They can only take randoms. Only. Uganda, I don't, I don't know. Okay, so some, a friend was saying that Uganda does the same, but I feel like Uganda is more open to almost everyone because you find different people in different positions yeah. of different countries. And people move there and they settle. I feel like Uganda is like a United States of Africa. Like yeah. Everyone from different walks of life can just, I don't, anyway, yeah. I, I, I could be wrong. I have to ask those particular people mm -hmm. and see how comfortable they are in the country. What does that make you feel like? Feeling like, you know, you're, you, you're an alien where you were born. Mm -hmm. Because I am an alien here. Typical alien. Yeah. People speak to me in Sahel like, hey, I don't I speak don't Sahili. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, oh, they, they help me with English. Yeah. But now you have yourself here. You've been born. You didn't just move. Yeah. You were born well, here. Yeah, I was raised here. But you're not, you're not part of here. Yeah. What does that make you feel like? Honestly, it feels bad. It feels very bad when I think about right now. I told you before that this is like, it would, this is a subject that would be very sensitive to mm -hmm. me. And mm -hmm. I told you like, oh, you know, it, it would trigger me. But even right now, I think about it, I'm like, I'm feeling very triggered. Yeah. It makes you, like, you don't fit anywhere. And nobody understands it. And I know for sure that speaking about it right now, mm -hmm. even when if people listen to this, yeah. there'd be those people in their heads that'd be like, they'd even be rolling their eyes like, mm, this is really nothing. Why don't you just There's go really back to your country? Like, why don't you like, go back to your country? What is this anxiety that she feels she's talking about, feeling like mm -hmm. she should just learn how to fit in different places or adapt or something? There are people who How are you that. adapting where you're not accepted? <laughs> I don't know, but that's, that's what the experience 
is, and I, I feel like it doesn't feel nice when you don't feel like you belong in a place. Completely. Everyone wants a tribe. We live in, we're, we're, as human beings, we are tribal. So yeah, we want to yeah. be in a cluster of people where we are accepted. Yeah. And now to be born in a place, this is like being a black American in America, man. <laughs> By the way, come to think of it, I'm like, I'm like, I'm gonna be like, don't compare it. Because these people but, have their, they're born there, yeah. they're raised there, and they're but telling they them, really go back to your country. Which yeah, country? Which okay, at least for you, you have an idea. Yeah, I have an but idea. Then, country, but for them, it's like you're being told, they're like, which country they try and trace, and they're like, what's your union? I don't know. Yeah. But it feels very bad, and it feels, in a way, it's for personally, mm -hmm. and about other people's experiences, but it, for me, it has made me retreat into myself. I have seen them, my family operates. Yeah. And for a long time, it, I didn't notice it. Mm -hmm. But we kind of have this idea that we, we are all we have. Like for my family, my father, my mother, my sister, my brother. Like you stay in this community together as if you are all you have. Like that is, you, you, we are, you that is all. That, yes. that, that's the only These place that you exist. Here, yeah. Unless maybe it's the Ugandan community in Kenya, because the Ugandan community in Kenya. and. Different families have different experiences. They've been raised in different ways. Yeah. But it's like you're brought up in this kind of bubble where you don't look outside, you look only inside here. And this is a people you can trust and all that. And I have found that it's even growing and moving forward has been difficult. Yeah. Breaking myself away from that whole bubble of my family and the close people that they have said to allow into mm -hmm. the circle has been very difficult. So it, it's like an intentional thing to reach out and make more friends yeah. and trust more people. But it's very like tentative because you wonder how they're going to take you, mm -hmm. especially when <laughs> we go back to the issue of identity and who are you and the fact that it really gets to me and triggers me when people start telling me things like, so you're not really Kenyan. So you're not really Ugandan. And I, I keep on telling myself, don't get this triggered. This is all I know. Don't, say, don't get triggered. Just take it as it is. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I tell know myself, like, you know, just, just it don't worse. respond. Let it, let, it, let, let it go. And you then, really the, I think the, the most triggering thing for me is the stereotypes uh -huh. that people have. Um, so for example, when you're in Kenya, people, um, Kenyans have a stereotype about who Ugandans are. Especially Ugandan, especially Ugandan women. Right. And how they're supposed to look. Huh? How they're supposed to and look. And how they're supposed to look. Yes. So how are you supposed at, to look? When you look at me and see me being spoiled, like, even my own grandmother told me I do not look like I'm Ugandan. <laughs> <laughs> how are you supposed to look? You're supposed to have more curves. Maybe these days I have tried to add on a bit of... To get some curves? Yeah. Maybe these days. But I have been told also hurtful things. Like people will be like, you don't even look like I'm, I'm going to... And I've, I've been told like even by Kenyans. And that really used to get me sound like, okay, so I really don't feel like I belong. And then I think I, I don't even look like... You're also like, taking away like, my real like, identity. Yeah, even my blood. I don't look like my background. Like I don't look like it. There was one guy who, just, who told me very hurtfully, you look like a failed Muganda. <laughs> A failed Muganda. Yeah. It took me so long to get over it. I was like, oh my God. I'm a failed Muganda and I'm, I'm not a, even Kenya. I'm a failed Muganda. Like, um, just because of my body, like, I didn't even choose to look like this. You know? So, of course, the stress of like, oh, you're Ugandan, okay, but you don't look like. Usually, Ugandans have, you know. Okay, okay. now there are these two things. Ah. I'm Kenyan. <laughs> you, don't, you don't feel Kenyan. I'm a Muganda. You don't, you don't even don't look, look like, like it. Oh my goodness. <laughs> 
That's too much. Yeah, it's too much. So I guess, yeah, as I said, it can be... It gets continuous. It just, it yeah, just keeps just, happening just from switch, different I, I retreat into myself. Maybe these days I try to be more, like, outgoing and trying to just let it, like, slide. Don't necessarily let things slide off you. Yeah. Don't let them get to you. Mm -hmm. Deal with what you need to do so that it then affects you. Yeah. That's where I'm trying to get. But I'm like, I feel like I'm stuck at some point, yeah. whether it's like a place that's supposed to be at, at, as a child and get past it, but I'm an adult and still at that point and try to get past it. Mm -hmm. And there's no one who understands it. I, I think when you don't experience something, you can't really understand it. Well, there are people who have experienced it, mm -hmm. but I guess for them, they deal with things in different ways. Or they're dismissive. Oh yeah, or they are dismissive. <laughs> because, because that's also our culture. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We just dismiss everything. It's been like, just oh, sweep you know, everything just, under the carpet. Please don't talk about it. Yeah. I kept quiet about it. Please don't talk about it. In fact, the only person I can say, I, I, I would say, I found understanding, like maybe my, my younger brother, mm -hmm. who finally came out and said, by the way, it's, it's, it's not a nice experience to go through it. And for him, he feels very attached to Uganda. He's like, I would go, I would leave this place, I would go and live there, that's how he is. Yeah. But he said that for a long time, he'd cut everything off. And was like, I don't, I don't want to identify as anything. Like, leave me alone, because it just feels I like... I don't want to identify yeah. as anything. <laughs> like, I'm not anything. Leave me alone. <laughs> that is scary. Yeah. You can't just not identify as anything. You can't, you can't just be in you space. You can't just, yeah, you can't just be in space. Yeah. So, I think what I, the decision I made was, the, the, the first step for me was mm -hmm. define yourself. For a long time, I was letting that pole define me. Yeah, yeah. So I told myself, you're waiting for, you're waiting for validation. I to validate you and tell you, yeah, you're, you're there. Kenyan. And yeah, you're, 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 you're Ugandan and whatever. And you're waiting for your aunties to be like, and yes, Ugandans, and Ugandans are not yeah. really going to accept you. And they're not. They're not. So that's what I'm Uganda I is going boy. to. You're going to come but home, and a Muganda is going to, to be like, <laughs> nah, not Kenya. Yeah. <laughs> you know. So well, you don't just identify as anything. You don't identify as anything. You are right to think about your own tribe. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's where it came from. So Whoa, I decided yeah. I, will, I will define myself and my definition of myself. Who am I? I am Joyce Abuganda from Nairobi. That is it. Don't ask me anything. <laughs> don't ask me anything else. I'm like, because that is the thing you cannot take away from me. You can tell me that I don't look like I'm Uganda. Fine. Mm -hmm. It's okay. It does not change the blood that runs through my veins. It doesn't change it. But there, there's no particular look. Yes, but you know, there are stereotypes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when you're in a place where it's not where you come from, there'll be stereotypes. Yeah, so yeah, people yeah, like, yeah. Oh, Ugandans look like this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The same way we have an imagination that Rwandans have a particular look. Exactly. <laughs> and when they don't have it, you're like, but why do you look? You don't look like you're from Rwanda. <laughs> <laughs> No, because you tell people you guys are supposed to be beautiful. What happened to you? Oh no! Oh, oh no! Ouch! Ouch! Because people say such mean things. People say very mean things. Ouch! <laughs> and I think sometimes you don't really mean to. You just you don't, you don't the, really the mean shock. The yeah. Shock, the shock just makes you. It just hits thing. you. The someone who watched me walking away and coming back, and he told me, "You're the least." Ugandan-looking woman, Ugandan-looking, Ugandan woman I have ever seen. Oh and I'm like, goodness. so you're talking now to sit here and even continue eating lunch with you. After you told me, like, you're so skinny. First of all, I'm, I'm already, 
I'm already um, self-conscious about being skinny. And then now you brought it up in the context of where Identity. Ah. Yeah. Do you really so, feel like you don't belong? Yeah, I really feel like I don't Because, you know, so, when you were, when were in the chat, you were like, I come from two countries, yet I belong to none. Ouch. <laughs> ouch. That hurt. Like, ouch. I, I, I don't know what it's like. But, okay, I've been reading mostly about... Uh, the black people in America, their experiences. So when you say that, I was like, ouch, this is even happening down here. It was painful. Yeah. How, how are you coping? How do you manage to cope? How do you check with your mental health with all these things happening around you? In fact, now when I'm thinking about it, mm-hmm. maybe I've not thought about it as affecting my mental health a lot. Yeah. Well, now I'm speaking about it here in public. Public. <laughs> now yeah. I'm feeling like I'm putting myself out there, yeah. and I don't know what the reaction is going to be yeah. to my experience. I'm like, I think maybe it has affected a lot of who I am and how I interact with people. Mm-hmm. And I always say I'm very shy yeah. and very anxious, and I think that has contributed a lot to it. The anxiety. Yeah. Always wondering, okay, are they going to accept me? Are they going to? Oh, am I enough for this situation? Am I in, yeah. as a Kenyan? Because it's always, it's always performative. Yeah. Like, go and introduce yourself there. And then, so it's always like, okay, so I have to do this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so actually thinking about it right now. I hadn't even thought about it in that like, light. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, maybe it has had a very big effect on the way I feel about myself mm-hmm. as a person. Yeah. Yeah, it has. <laughs> yeah. That's another thing. Maybe I should... <laughs> another thing I need to get past. So just I ask myself, will I ever grow and get past it? Because it feels like being stuck. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I tell, I tell myself... I wouldn't want to get children and pass this down to them. Because whatever complex, complexes you have, they're kind of going to be passed down yeah, the, to your ch- children. Children are usually yeah. our reflection. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. I don't know. Wow. So there are no moments like you... Yeah, you just said you just thought about it. And you realize it actually affects you. Yeah. That question would have been for someone that realized it a long time ago and they have possibly come up with coping mechanisms. But I hope you manage to find them. I always hope and pray <laughs> that I manage to find what are coping mechanisms. I like get comfortable with who you are. Who I am. I think it's powerful where you say that you're learning to identify yourself. Because I think those things that are related to someone waiting for them to be identified by other people, they're the root cause of some issues of anxiety and things related to mental health. Wow. Because I can find myself being like, of course, sometimes someone, people, someone can make a comment or do something or make you feel like you're on the outside mm-hmm. and they don't realize that they've done that. They don't. And you're angry. You're angry at someone here who died when you remember what they said to you. Yeah. You're angry at your relative and you're like, I'm not even speaking to them <laughs> anymore. Mm-hmm. And they don't even know that they offended yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. So. 
They're usually so on, you're, on a line. You're just note. trying yeah. to protect your space, and for them, it's just like yeah, <laughs> they don't think through stuff. Yeah. And generally, without thinking about being a person of two countries, yet a person of none, yeah. is there a general way of how you check with your mental health? Well, I do, I see a therapist. I go, to, I go for therapy. Mm. Okay, at least I can say this is every two months. Yeah. Because I was dealing with so many other things, I guess, mm. but we would not know the root cause of all those yeah, things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I will admit, that I'm one of those people that is not completely honest with my therapist. <laughs> I, went, I, I went and gave her parameters. I will talk about this, I'll talk about this, and whatever. I'm here and I'll talk about work. Okay? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it's very uncomfortable because I don't know. It's very, I'm still getting to the I've point. I've been where there. I, Let me tell you something about not being honest with a therapist. Okay, personally, I didn't know it was a therapist, they didn't tell me anything. It was actually a psychiatrist. Yeah. I knew she was a psychiatrist. I was about 16. Yeah. Yeah, I was 16 at that time. I got placed with a psychiatrist, but I wasn't told why. Mm -hmm. Mom just said, when you ever feel like talking to someone, go and talk to her. Oh, okay. I made her a hangout buddy. <laughs> And I didn't tell her anything that was affecting me. Because now for me, growing up, I wasn't the kind of person who talks about stuff. I was always silent with myself. Mm -hmm. Now, because this lady, I don't even think she did anything with me. I don't think she tried to juggle my mind. She didn't do nothing. Because I think if she had, mm -hmm. I would have said something. She asked me questions and I was like, nah, I'm okay. I thought I had gotten a chat buddy. <laughs> they didn't tell me what I was seeing her. Yeah. And then in the end, because she couldn't find anything, which I found, like, I went back last year. I was, I was checking with my mental health, and I was like, where did this thing come from? I don't just come out of nowhere and start talking about mental health. Let's check. Where did this thing start from? And then I was like, wait. I was placed with a psychiatrist at 16. <laughs> I knew, but then I was like, wait, what was that? Yeah. You know? And then I realized I wasn't telling this anything to her that maybe she could have helped with, but because she didn't, I feel like she didn't do her job. Mm -hmm. I really feel like she didn't do her job. Yeah. So because she felt like I had no problem, and before I saw her, I was on medication. Before, 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 I got into, bef I've even lost now, I don't know what I'm saying, but she felt like I wasn't, I didn't have any problem, Okay. and she was like, you know what, you need to stop wasting your mother's money, and get off that medication, get serious mm -hmm. with your books. Now for me, first of all, I didn't know why I was taking that medication. Yeah. I know my, I'm, I'm someone who has been taking medicine, medicine, medicine. I know I take this for asthma. I know I take this for this. That is the first medicine in my life I was taking without knowing why I was what taking it. it. Yeah. Now, she, she is saying, get off that medication. Stop wasting your mother's money. I'm like, what? It didn't make sense. Now, it's last year and I was like, wait. Wait. Mm -hmm. And now that triggered me because I was like, 
how do you just leave a child like that? So I think, I feel like, or it's actually the truth, when you're not honest with the people that would, that are qualified, I don't yeah. think, I wouldn't think she was professional though. Yeah, there's another way to... That, that one wasn't it. professional. Yeah. <laughs> I tried to look for her to trash her, but I couldn't mm. find her anywhere. <laughs> I tried to, because I know her name. Uh -huh. I know her full name. I tried to look for her online, but, but I couldn't find her. I wanted yeah. to trash her. Like, what did you just, what did you do a couple of years ago? That was, that was long. But then, you because don't trust your therapist. Myself, <laughs> you don't trust. I don't know. I you don't just I trust know, people I generally. I don't trust people generally. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm like, what if I tell you something, you judge me and think I'm just so messed up and unhelpable. <laughs> when 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 you have a therapist that trashes you, you walk away and find another one. Uh huh. That's all I can tell you. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, but you know because there are people that are very well with their job. Yeah. They will do it. They will help you through things, process stuff. Mm -hmm. The very first therapist I saw, the very first time I got vulnerable before someone, yeah. like really vulnerable before someone, was last year. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wow, that felt good. Was it a therapist? Or just yeah, it was a therapist. I was like, wow. Because now what happened when I was when I was trying to dig back the years, like where did it, where did this start from? I went into a crisis. Yeah. Now everything started coming to life, like everything started making sense. I'm like, wait, this happened, this happened, this happened. It was a total mess. And I'm glad I I I managed to get a therapist at that time, and then I went to see her, and she was just nodding her head. And I was telling everything from as early as the age of six. Yeah. So much release. Mm. And it helps, trust me. So it's just finding your person that you can be vulnerable with. And that's what therapists mostly are qualified to do. Yeah. You, 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 you can even walk away from them and like, leave them with your, with your baggage, like, you won't see me again. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Although sometimes I feel like, because I come, I come and talk about it. Yeah. Like right now when I'm speaking to you, it feels like, you know, you've been, been in a therapy session. <laughs> so yeah. this is how I would speak. And then I will feel like, so if it, there are sometimes you feel like you need to talk about something over and over again mm -hmm. before you get past it. So I say if I had, come and have this conversation with you again, mm -hmm. I still feel stuck. I still feel like my identity is <laughs> and I would feel like the therapist would get tired and they'd be like, why no, can't you just why can't you just get past it? You know? They so. they they help they help us identify our emotions because sometimes, you know, we're not really into the culture of exploring emotions. Yeah. So it's like they help you identify them. Because now what happened with me with the therapist, uh, I think was it the first or second session? She she got something like a coffin. Huh? <laughs> Look at your face. <laughs> and she opened it, it was orange-like, something small, plastic material. She opened it and there were different kinds of stones. Mm -hmm. So she was like, I want you to arrange these. I don't even remember very well. All I know is that I was much better when I left her. 
Now this, this this is the most recent. Yes, that's the most. But then uh, that woman didn't do anything. Okay. She didn't do anything. <laughs> uh-huh. Nothing. So they arranged this whole arranging story. She was thing, like, I don't even remember. It worked. I swear, I don't know what she said. I don't mm-hmm. remember. But she was more like, these are different kinds of emotions. Mm-hmm. And then there, I think there was a crystal-like stone, and she was like, "You see this? This is the precious stone that you have not yet explored." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I need I need someone like that in my life. <laughs> maybe maybe okay, the, the practices the practices are different. Yeah, they're I different. Think. People maybe the one out. I had helped me pa- help me deal with some things that maybe I need to find someone else who will help me deal with other you things. You feel like the one that you have can't really help you with. Maybe you maybe know. we got to a point that because in the beginning, yeah, it was very helpful. But at at some point, so that there's nothing to talk about. It's just that. Am I saying? Yeah, am I willing to talk about shit like how are you? And I'll be like, I'm fine. Then I'll ask her, how are you? <laughs> Do they ever tell? Sometimes they start talking and then they realize that by the way, wait, it's not my session, I think it's sometimes yours. Sometimes they never tell. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So at some I at some point it's like, yes, it's things to talk about, but I don't know if I can tell should I tell you that? You know. Yeah. yeah. Because sometimes you can find you go into some with someone who has um, they are Christian like you, mm-hmm. and maybe what you're going to do is not very Christian. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, and you're like, okay, yeah, yeah. You're going to hold me accountable for what I'm about to tell you. <laughs> I think they stick to their professions and yeah. religion. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe you can find someone. Maybe I can find someone. I have very many hang-ups. I think this has revealed the you can the, find someone that can <laughs> help you dig into yourself. I need that. I actually need that, but I feel like time is passing. No, there is <laughs> no specific it. time for healing. Yeah, there's no specific time. And in a way, it keeps you stuck mm-hmm. in a place that you will need. Because with something as simple as moving out of my parents' house, it's a whole thing. Like, because you feel that like this is the safe space, and this for, is the for a long place, time, yeah. say, if my dad applies for a work permit and we're all under his work permit. So it's like you feel like you need to stay here. That's where your safety is. Mm. Yeah. So moving away from that is very difficult. Yeah. Yeah. They actually have to explore that and see how, you how can, do I do this? They can help. Build your own life and all that. I'm sure you can <laughs> find one who will help you. I believe they are there. Yeah? Yeah. I'll look in Nairobi and find it. If I don't find it, I'll, I'll come for yours and I'll be like, do you do all <laughs> sessions? <laughs> We can still, we can possibly figure it out and see what we yeah. can do about it. Yeah. But I'm, I'm hopeful that you'll get past it. I'm me too, me hopeful. too, me too. I'm sure. Having more friends like you maybe will help me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because you're very understanding, I guess. Oh dear. Yeah, you seem to be like a very understanding person. When I look at you, like, I would judge you to be maybe the most, um, like, a stickler for how things are supposed to be. Like, that's how... I do that, I actually. <laughs> So okay, the I think like, I'm confusing even uh-huh. for myself. Like sometimes I feel like I'm the most liberal person, but then when I think back, I'm like, hmm, you're not liberal at all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but I find you one like the most understanding people. So maybe having more friends like you will help. Oh yeah. Yeah. But don't define to, to, it to because drop, to drop my guard a little bit. No, because your guard has to drop. Mm. In a way, yeah. Let someone see you and to be comfortable 
to yeah. just be who you are in all aspects, to yeah. make mistakes and be accepted for the mistakes that you make mm -hmm. and all that, yeah. And not judge each other and <laughs> all that, yeah. We can tick off this friendship. <laughs> Aren't you already friends though? I think you're already friends. Now that you've done the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, what we were before. We were oh, come on. <laughs> Why are you doing that? I'm even so happy I accepted your friend request because usually yeah. I don't accept people that I don't know. But when yeah. I saw you, for some reason I saw you commenting on that, like the podcast in the comment section. Yeah. And you're like, this person reminds me of me. And I'm like, okay. Then I see your friend request and I'm like, okay, let me accept. Yeah. And usually I used, I'm that kind of person, like I'm not going to accept people I do not know. Mm -hmm. like, who is she? Is she, in fact, one of the thoughts that crossed my mind, like, is, she, is she one of these Ugandan ladies that's going to come here and start judging me for who I am and who I'm not? Yeah. <laughs> but I was like, okay, let me try. Accept. Let me try. <laughs> yeah. And I'm happy I did. I'm happy that you did. Yeah, I did. Look at us now. <laughs> I wouldn't have met you if you hadn't. Sad. Yeah. It's very good to have you on the podcast. Thanks for inviting me. Thank you for sharing with us your vulnerability. It's... it's, it's it's courage. It is. I feel like saying, okay, I retract this statement. <laughs> 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 yeah, because it, because it feels like I've just said so much. I'm just like, who is going to, who is going to listen to this? Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, it has to be said. And maybe someone out there is feeling the same way mm -hmm. that I'm feeling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. maybe they'll know that they're not alone in the way that they're feeling. That someone else understands. Yeah. Yeah, maybe I'm someone not the that they can relate with. Because like I, I told, I didn't want to come here and just go on and on and on about baggage. I just don't want to talk about my experience. Yeah, but baggage, baggage is there. Baggage yeah. is alright. We all have our own kinds of baggages. And the truth is, I mean, there are positive aspects to to having both sides. Mm -hmm. We just need to learn like the cultures. Like one very interesting thing that you realize that in most Kenyan cultures, <laughs> in most Kenyan cultures. The adult gets the child, but for us, the child gets the adult. Everybody the adult it. does what? The adult gets the child. Like, if I'm passing, uh -huh. I'll, I'll greet her. I'll, the, the child will wait for me to say hello oh. to them. But for us, the, the child is the adult. For the ganda? Yes. The ganda, it's the child that has to Yeah, wait. the child will approach and greet, because if, yeah. if you don't greet, mm -hmm. it's you with mannerless <laughs> who, who, who raised you, you know. So yeah. here it's different? Yes, the other way around. No, it's really stay at you. So it's something oh, yeah. I actually had to learn. I like myself, you know, like, growing up, yeah. because you grew up in this culture, you realize that actually, so you ask something, I'm like, these children, they don't have manners. Like, who? Children here don't greet. Then you realize that actually, in their culture, is it, yeah, is it you have to approach and be like, hi, how are you? And then they'll tell you fine. Because it's, I don't know whether it's being too bold to approach or not. I don't oh, know. Yeah. yeah. So you get to learn all these things. Not, it's not a tribal thing. Like maybe it's the Lua that do it or the Kikuyus or... It might be a tribal thing. I don't know. Actually, but I you, you've it, seen it, it as... I've, I've seen it a lot. Yeah. But you might say like, say, Kiku culture has a lot of influence in Nairobi. So ah. it might be Kiku culture. I don't know. Yeah. 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 So you learn different cultures and you learn how to just deal with it and realize that people are not trying to offend you by not greeting <laughs> they are just for they're them that's this is, <laughs> they're not trying to offend you they are not mannerless don't children don't take it personal yeah i remember the time i told my mother after being here for so many years mm -hmm. and she was like you know people here their culture 
And I told her, you know, you, you've been here for so many years. Yeah. You need to adapt to their culture. Oh, she's still, <laughs> she's still <laughs> stuck. Yeah, she's yeah, still stuck. <laughs> very many of our parents, let me tell you. Yeah. Like, when, when they began a committee in Kenya, very many of our parents had this fantasy that we would all marry each other. Like, we would all go to Uganda and yeah. marry, marry Uganda. In fact, my mother would always tell me, Joyce, marry Uganda, at least you know. You know what you're getting into. Other, other tribes... You don't know what they have. But you can't but know. At least, but at least let me tell you us. something. <laughs> let me tell you something you about know. that. Yeah. You still can't know. You still can't know. What you're getting, because you don't know the practices back at home. Yes. You're not, you're not yeah. very much exposed to them. Yes. And also that, that aspect. You know the good side. Mm -hmm. You know the Christian side that yeah. you know, what yeah. you're exposed to. Definitely, I will not know Caspers in Uganda. No, I'm going to teach them. <laughs> Look at yeah. yourself. <laughs> Why are you going as far as Caspers? Do you need them? You don't need them. Are they a basic need? They are a basic need. But the thing is, I think, like, for our parents, they have, like, I, I like say I have I have a friend who they they moved here some some years back. I got a lady and for her her children are still younger and she has that fantasy of my children will marry Ugandans. I'm oh. like, hmm. she's like we're going to move back. I'm like when? Oh, when? <laughs> like you just go with the flow. You never know what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. Your children might marry Ugandans. They yeah. might they might go and work in Uganda. They might because there are very many who actually relocate yeah, and I, I, yeah, I know yeah, a number yeah. who have gone and, and they worked there they grew up in Nairobi but they end up back working back in Uganda and mm -hmm. all that it happens yeah but don't get fixated on that mm -hmm. because there's this fantasy of you will come and we'll get you someone <laughs> and we'll get you someone even see the families where they bring their son and they're like I see this guy which is my good family and you know the Kaimas they are so good and oh my goodness my son can marry. and then for you you're, you look at this boy as He's like your brother because you've just been brought up in the same community here. You never thought there'd be an expectation of marriage, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it gets, it gets very work. interesting. Yeah. It's a lot of work. What kind of message would you want to leave for us related to that or anything? What kind of message would I want to leave? I think um, yeah. I would leave, I would say, I wouldn't even talk about myself mm -hmm. as like my identity and my experience. Mm -hmm. I would tell anybody whether they've gone through this or not. Yeah. To find find your own identity. Don't let don't let people define you. Yeah. Yeah. It's you yeah. to define yourself because if you look for validation in different places, you're not going to get it. It's only you who can tell yourself who you, who are. you are and yeah. decide who you are. It, if I decide today that I'm something else, I'm a mermaid. <laughs> okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Oh, no. Oh, okay. okay, fine. Okay. <laughs> Truthfully speaking, define yourself. Yeah. Don't let other people define you. Okay. Yeah. Thank you so much. <laughs> can be a mermaid. Thank you so I much. Can be a mermaid. <laughs> <laughs>My takeaway from this episode is define yourself. Who you are is independent of anyone's perception of you. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Hashtag Minnavuguzichwanuka. If you loved what you heard, make sure you subscribe to Hashtag Minnavuguzichwanuka in your podcast platform of choice and share it with your friends. Let them know. to say there be creative let them know about what connected with you and you know be that cool friend let them come in let them come through and let them you know let them find purpose in you <laughs> yeah let them 
<laughs> also, feel free to share your insights about what connected with you on social media and be sure to tag us. We are at hashtag Minabuguzichwanuka on Facebook and Instagram and on Twitter. We are at HTNK Podcast. HTNK is caps lock and podcast is all in small case, but it's all one word at HTNK Podcast. You can also reach us on our email, stnkpodcast at gmail.com. Your reviews are welcome and I really look and i really look forward to hearing from you catch you in the next episode and until then remember to define yourself ciao